0: Welcome to the no crying, Elise, no matter what zone. (laughs) That's really good. Speaking of crying, I'm probably going to cry during this episode.
1: Oh no. The the (laughs) NCEMWZ?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, that's the name of our podcast
2: for sure. I'm Isaiah.
0: I'm Charlie. I'm Stephen.
2: And we are continuing our coverage on the exciting... Uh, 2006
1: edition of Sonic the Hedgehog The 2006 remake of the Genesis Sonic the Hedgehog game
0: No, th- no, that's 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 a totally different game that does exist
1: <laughs> That's know. true
0: We're not talking about that one Anyway, something about being alive.
1: I had a note before we got started with today's episode I kind of realized that White Acropolis that's the name, right? Yeah. yeah In Shadow's version you're doing a sort of almost spy-esque thing And it made me think that maybe White Acropolis is designed after, what is it called, Shadow Moses Island.
0: Oh, yeah. I could
1: see it, yeah. Especially at the the beginning of the cutscene when Shadow hops over the fence and at the end of the level where he's standing in front of just like a big, like dark blue box, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like the gate thing, it looks a lot like Shadow Moses Island. Mm -hmm. I totally see it, yeah. I don't know if that was on purpose, but I when I saw Shadow's version of the gameplay for some reason, I really got that vibe. Yeah. I think
2: in, in Shadow's, it's because you are very explicitly taking out searchlights, and yeah, so it has too. much more of like a sneaky vibe, I guess. Even though you are not sneaking.
1: No, and you also play as Rouge, and she's actually a spy. Yeah. Dude, Shadow's story is messed up, right?
0: We're, we're going to get to that. But we're going to talk about how he plays first.
2: Okay. Shadow's gameplay is messed up, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just
1: Sonic's voice, like, right? Yeah,
0: see, I keep thinking that Shadow's gameplay isn't that bad, but I kind of always omit the, the vehicle sections from my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- but
1: that's the only part of his gameplay that is unique, other than that he can kind of attack in midair for a while. Yeah,
0: like, what I like about Shadow is that he can, when he does a home attack, you can keep pressing A to hit something instead of just, like, where Sonic has to, like, bounce off of them before going back.
1: Right. But ultimately, both of those things are just band-aids to the real problem, which is enemies should not take more than one hit to yeah. kill.
0: And you can't stun him with Chaos Spear, though, which is kind of neat. That is neat.
2: It just sort of feels like Shadow just removes the health bar for all enemies at the cost of really slowing down the entire game. Yeah. Yep. Because even, like, if somebody has one health, then he homing attacks into him, and then sits there for a, about a quarter of a second and then raises up. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, I'm just going to chill while we wait for this period of time where it, the game wants me to mash A. Yeah. And then we'll get back into playing the game.
0: Well, when you fill his meter, you know, like how Silver had a meter to use his psychokinesis, he can do like a chaos blast, which is, he just kind of turns red and it basically does kind of a, you know, ancient light a la Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 where he'll, like, kind of auto-home in on other enemies, like, if they're within a vicinity. But you can kind of, you'll just, like, literally stay there in air before you, like, try to aim at another thing. It's kind of neat, but it's kind of broken.
1: I mean, that's kind of everything in this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat, but it's kind of broken. That's real. Shadow's combat looks cool. I I do like being able to hang in the air and attack. It looks good. Yeah.
2: I feel like it's, it's really close to feeling good, too, but it's not quite yeah. there.
1: I wish it had something like a sort of momentum effect where when you hit an enemy with his homing attack he kept moving forward and you kept attacking while moving forward because that would feel like the momentum was maintained and everything and it feels kind of in character for Sonic as well. Yeah. I
2: mean the worst part about homing attacks in this game is really just that it completely destroys momentum. Yeah. Sonic and Shadow both have the problem where you're moving a certain speed and you homing attack and it's much faster and it lasts for like a little bit longer than you're prepared and then as soon as it's over, you're just falling straight down and can't
1: move
0: horizontally at
1: all. Yeah, it's really weird. Something I
0: didn't realize, he has a ground attack, which in did too, but I kind of just realized that you don't really ever use ground attacks. Like, at least I didn't.
2: I tried to use a ground attack, and I took damage instead.
0: And you can't spin dash either, which that's, that's no loss. I mean, the spin dash has basically been phased out after this.
1: I also didn't like spin dashing as much with Shadow because watching him run is too cool.
0: You mean in general?
1: Yeah, because he just has skates. Like, watching him run is so cool no matter what game it is.
2: The problem I have with him running is that every single time I saw him run, his feet were clipped through the ground. So I was just watching his ankles glide across the floor.
0: Dude, he's just ankle deep in snow.
2: (laughs) Not just snow, also grass and
1: solid metal. building. Yeah, and horse shit. Yeah. Not literally, but... Yeah, well...
2: Yeah, so it's like, yeah, his animation is cool, but I can't see
0: it, and also the sound design is really bad. God, he looks like he should be faster, but he's not faster.
1: I like the idea of Shadow not being as fast as Sonic, or maybe being like just as fast as him, but accelerating yeah. faster because he has fire coming out of his shoes. Wait, yeah,
0: he's not fast, he's just using the Chaos Emerald to warp. My name is Shadow. But
2: in, in Sonic Adventure 2, Shadow's skating animation was slower. And for some reason, that really worked for me,
1: because it was well, like... It was only slower when you were going slow, right? Like, if you went on a speed bump, did need speed up?
2: Yeah, all the animation speeds are, like, multiplied when you go beyond max speed. But if you're going at casual max
1: speed... Yeah, he, like, switches every half second.
2: Yeah, and in this, it, it's more like he's running, but a little bit above ground, but also a little bit below ground because of the clipping issue. So it just... <laughs> It, I, it just doesn't quite work.
1: It's still like, I still like watching Shadow run, so I would never really spin dash with him. Yeah. Yeah. I would maybe homing attack and then land and stuff like that, which is what you do in these games anyway now. Yeah. Like Charlie said, the, the, the spin dash, when in original Sonic Adventure, it made you go insanely fast to a broken point, that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And in Sonic Adventure 2, if you need to get some speed back, it's occasionally useful.
0: You also have to hold the B button slightly longer to activate it.
1: Yeah, right. But past this, you know, past this point here, it's kind of entirely pointless. Yeah, you probably didn't even yeah. remember it was in Shadow the Hedgehog. Right, you don't, because you have guns in that game.
0: Yeah, you have to hit X to spin dash in Shadow. Yeah. Speaking, I guess speaking of the game, Shadow the Hedgehog. They had vehicles in it, but you didn't really use them that often. They were just kind of there if you wanted them.
1: Yeah, the most necessary one was the walker, right? Yeah,
0: because you could t- jump up high.
2: Also, the flying one, at certain levels, like, you started in vehicles.
0: Oh, yeah, you would use the the Black Eagle or whatever it was, Black Hawk. That's more like a minigame,
1: though. That stuff was kind of in Sonic Heroes. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it was definitely in Shadow the Hedgehog, which I think is
1: where his gameplay is most inspired. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, that existed before... That's not a vehicle, I don't think. That, that wasn't yeah. in Sonic Heroes. Yeah, well, you can fly through the air, and you have to go left and right to get things. That's in Sonic Heroes.
0: Yeah, there's there's a bit where you get shot out of a cannon, and you have to... I mean, that was that was literally just, like, an auto like an auto air thing. That doesn't... It's not the same.
1: Yeah, but these flying segments are the same. Aren't they automatic?
0: No, I'm talking on Sonic Heroes.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in Sonic Heroes, you automatically fly through the air, and you have to dodge things and collect things. Isn't that the same as Shadow? No,
0: because you can shoot
1: that doesn't change a lot i don't think
0: it's it's i think it's different
1: it's more like when you ride the
2: black arms yeah. that thing in shadow the yeah, hedgehog. the black
1: hawk right no what i'm saying is when you compare heroes to shadow the hedgehog i think that those segments where you're in the air flying and have to dodge things are roughly the same the shooting doesn't add that much because you don't
0: have to aim with your gun really it feels different to me so i can't i can't like agree with what you're saying Fair enough. Anyway, the vehicles are an integral part of Shadow's gameplay. There's certain vehicles that are definitely required. Like, usually it's the car that's the one that's not that necessary. It shoots missiles. When you say the car, do you mean like the Humvee thing? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a big, bulky vehicle. But, like, here, here's, like, the rule about vehicles, especially for the Humvee and the hovercraft. If you go upside down, your vehicle's done. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, flip it over button. And, like, the car has no suspension. I think that's the word. (laughs) Like, you just, if you fall off a cliff, you're just gonna bounce, and you're gonna hope that you don't want, you're not gonna land upside down. I actually found out
2: that if you get out of the car and back in, it flips itself over again.
0: Like, it flips, it flips back the way it was?
2: Yeah, like the way you flip it right side up is to leave the car and try to re-enter. Okay. And you'll re- like you'll jump into it, which is something that takes way too long, and then it'll just magically flip itself over, and sometimes it'll flip a little bit too far and flip 360 degrees and be upside down again.
0: See, it seems most times I exit it, it just explodes afterwards, but I could be misremembering.
2: For me, it only explodes if I stay inside the vehicle, and if I leave, like it's fine. <laughs>
0: It also seems like every, like, little little hump or whatever you hit, you take damage in the vehicle. Like, the, the vehicles have, like, yeah. a, a health meter, basically. Yeah. I mean, the car is probably the least offensive. Like, you start out in Crisis City with it, but, like, you can just continue it as normal. You don't have to do a snowboard, like, with Sonic or anything. Right.
2: So, there was a bit in Crisis City where it's like, oh, we found another car that works, even though it's the future.
0: It's in pristine condition.
2: Yeah, it's, like, totally fine. <laughs> and and I get in it, and then I'm like, all right, so I move forward, I guess. And then immediately fell off a cliff. And I was like, all right, I'm not getting in the car anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it works perfectly. Ah!
2: <laughs> Dude, Shadow, whenever he falls off and dies, it's the most convincing, angry "no" <laughs> I've ever heard. Dude, I think like I, f- <laughs> I feel it when he says it because he's just expressing how I feel when it happens.
1: So it's kind of the opposite of not here.
0: Yeah, he's like, no. I think he typos one time when I fell. I could. <laughs> you were telling me about that. Yeah, it was. It was really <laughs> t- funny. Really good. Cause he fl- he usually flails his arms and legs when he falls. I can believe the t Yeah, that would be just like him.
1: But yeah, basically, you don't ever want to be in a vehicle. It yeah. never feels good. It kind of always feels like driving a cardboard cut out of what you're yeah. actually driving.
0: And yeah. some levels, especially uh, Kingdom Valley and Wave Ocean, which both use the hovercraft. Dude. The hovercraft is the one you don't want to go upside down on because you're on water and you're just going to die <laughs> if you do that. But also, you got, I think the hovercraft uses bolts because, like, the motorcycle and the hovercraft uses bullets, but the glider and the Humvee use missiles. But, like, there's some destructible objects because you you use you have to destroy some towers in with silver, usually, with, like, yeah. physics. But, like, sometimes you'll just shoot a tower on accident and then the top of it will fall, and if, if it, like, crushes it, you're just done. And the same thing for the hovercraft. I mean, the glider. And the glider is another thing you just can't die on.
2: The first stage with the hovercraft... I was constantly dying to structures falling on top of me because those towers would collapse even if I did nothing.
0: Oh, And I
2: would be like, I was like, all right, I'll take it slow this time, and i die. And I'd be like, all right, I'll rush it this time, and I would die. Yeah. (laughs) And there was actually just nothing I could do. It's not fair.
1: It should also be noted, we play a lot of Sonic games. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that we're struggling with it. Like, we play shitty Sonic games. We play Sonic Adventure. (laughs) Like, that game doesn't control well, and we can still manage it. Yeah. Like, the only reason I didn't beat it was because of Big of the Cat. <laughs> this game is a different level of what the fuck is going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and the, the gliders, like, the gliders segments are usually short, and it's not too bad, except in Wave Ocean, where you just shoot a, a pillar, and it just falls on you, and you're dead, but yeah. it's not the worst. And then there's the motorcycle, which I think only appears in Radical Train, and you kind of need it to get fast enough to, uh catch up with Eggman because that's another timed segment basically and you have to des- you have to destroy his train with the bullets on the motorcycle it's like mock rider yeah the first part is a huge issue because like you have to time the the dash ramps over the train but you can only go on the flatbeds with no cargo and so it can waste time. And you have to really aim the motorcycle. Because it's weird enough that you have to put a motorcycle on one of those dash ramps.
1: Right. Yeah. That always feels the way with the Humvee, too. You, like, get it on the dash ramp, and it just kind of launches there. Yeah. It doesn't, like, speed up. It goes from one mile per hour to 20 miles per hour to one mile per hour when you land again. Also, yeah. there was
0: this one point in Crisis City where I got on my vehicle, and it was running down the ramp. But then I hit Triangle again, and I just jumped to the car. <laughs> like within like a second like it was just bam
2: yeah i actually had a bit once in white acropolis where i accidentally drove my car off a cliff and i was going to die but i very quickly hit triangle to leave the car and then jumped off the car back to safety
1: yeah you like yoshi and yeah mario world i is- was
2: like i was like that's definitely not gonna happen a second time <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and then you wish you had like a gif of that
2: yeah i mean i definitely don't want a gif of me almost driving off a cliff I mean literally driving off a cliff.
0: All things considered, I don't I still don't think Shadow's gameplay is worse. Like I think the auto run things for Sonic still kind of kill it for me. I would
2: like to say one thing about the vehicle gameplay which might be small, but like the vehicle's hitbox when Shadow is driving it should be what the game uses to determine if Shadow collects a ring or a capsule.
1: But yeah, of course, but it's
0: not. Oh yeah, that that really makes me angry cuz even Shadow the Hedgehog if you shoot an item box, you get it.
2: Yeah, like, in this game, you will drive into rings, but because of your rotation, Shadow is not in the position to collect
1: the ring. It's like that problem that you had with one of the Game Gear Sonic games where you slid through a path of rings and it was literally impossible to get one side of it. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it should be possible. Yeah.
2: It's very silly, and it, it's kind of a nitpick, but it, it really matters when you have zero rings.
1: I mean, it also just matters when you're talking about how the game feels, yeah. and every, every step of the way, this doesn't feel good, especially when you're in a car.
2: Well, because especially the car has health, so when the car hits anything else, it takes damage. Yeah, it's bad. So, like, intuitively, it should logically flow that if the car gets good things, good things happen.
1: And bad things, bad things should. But instead, your hitbox for good things is really small, and your hitbox for bad things is really big, which is the opposite of what game design from all history has taught us. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, besides Shadow, he has his two Amigos or whatever. Uh, One of them is Rouge. The three Amigops? Well, they call him Amigo. There's like the Amigo DLC in the Xbox 360 version, so I think that's the best way you can call him. Are we saying there's a canon term? for,
1: like, the two people that you don't play as as much. I
0: guess. Like, I was watching a Sonic 06 video, and he called them Amigos, like, casually, so I just, like, oh, I guess that's what we call them. Like, I don't know what el- what What would you call them, Steven,
1: okay? The the other, like, the side characters yeah. is what I would yeah. say. Side
0: characters,
2: sidekicks, okay. cohorts.
1: Because, like, Amy is not Amigos with Silver. Yeah. Uh,
2: it is also worth mentioning, the three characters in Shadow's story, including Shadow himself, are Team Dark from Sonic Heroes. Yeah.
1: I mean same thing with Sonic's story. That's
2: true. And
0: Silvers. That's a joke. So so Rouge, Rouge glides like usual. And it's, it's, it's like decent gliding. I didn't have any problems with it. I mean, until you hit a wall. Yeah, when she hits a wall, it's like really hard to get off it. She kind of sticks to it. Yeah. And it's a little annoying.
1: You hit the A button and she like does a front flip and it is still on the wall. Yeah.
0: But she can throw bombs as an attack. I don't know why they didn't do kicking, but I guess bombs were the way to go. It's at least not as bad as Tails. She can throw multiple bombs. I can't remember if she goes into aiming mode when using on the ground because she has a really good air throw that just makes it easier. Yeah, I
1: only ever use the air version.
0: Like she will automatically target an enemy, so you
2: don't really need to aim. Yeah. As long as you're you're within the like a fair amount of degrees to the the destination, it'll do the
0: rest for you. Yeah, and they don't explode into rings. Yeah, which is way better. Also, you can put a bomb on a wall, which can be useful to take down enemies that might hang out on a wall yeah
2: something that they removed from sonic adventure 2 and i guess sonic adventure as well
0: is the drill drive
2: no it's the fact that in the sonic adventure games knuckles and rouge can hurt enemies by gliding into them
0: oh yeah
2: if you glide into them in this game you're the one who gets hurt
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that you could just do to kill things, but you can't because it has to be realistic or something. Yeah. I don't...
1: I can't even... The word realistic and this game can't work together.
0: Something I really liked about Rouge's gameplay is that in one segment of Kingdom Valley, you have to look for three keys, which I thought was a a neat little throwback, and it just gives you an opportunity to, like, play what was like a Sonic Adventure level for Knuckles and just kind of glide around. Yeah. yeah. It could be considered annoying to some people. The keys are always in the same place, so it's more of a memorization thing that you don't have to worry about mm. on multiple playthroughs. And Like, I haven't played the game in a while, and I was able to find the keys pretty well, no problem. And I, I just really appreciate that they put that in there. I wish they did with for Knuckles, too, but Knuckles yeah. just had, like, one traversing section in that light thing in Flame Core, which, granted, Rouge also has to do, but it's just... I think Rouge works a little bit better than Knuckles...
2: Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. I, yeah, I agree with that. When I was playing that section, I was like, this is kind of annoying because I died a couple times, partially because Rouge got stuck on a wall, but I was also like, I kinda wish that this was what Rouge and Knuckles' gameplay was like for the entire game, is looking for things.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that if they took this game and just made it Sonic Adventure 3, didn't even need to really change anything other than that the characters, like, we could even give Blaze hunt for the crystals levels or whatever. I feel like that would kind of make sense even, because she's already Knuckles.
2: Yeah, and she has really good traversal ability, because she can jump real high with her second jump, yeah. and she can jump really far with her dash.
1: Yeah, and fun fun fact, she can hover in her original game. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of the same, but if they just did that, and those segments where you play as the characters, instead of being segments where the entire levels that we've been talking about from the DLC, and they were just in the game as collect-the-things levels... It would feel a lot more tied in with Sonic Adventure. Yeah. And then, I don't know what we would do with, like, Tails and everybody, but you you could find a thing. They could be, like, secret agents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sneak around and do stuff, even though Rouge is supposed to be that. Well. We've we've got a precedent for Rouge just being Tails.
0: Yeah. Which is Sonic Heroes.
1: Right. So, we've already kind of thrown those rules out the, out the window. I, maybe they could do, like, they could kill bosses. Yeah. All the boss
0: fights are Tails. Anyway. The third playable character for Shadow Story is Omega, and this is kind of the first time you can really play, and I guess the only time you can play is Omega by himself, because in Shadow the Hedgehog, everyone just works like Sonic or Shadow when he plays them, but that's a really weird secondary thing you can do in that game that doesn't matter. Anyway, Omega more or less functions similar to Gamma. He can lock onto enemies, kind of. Like, you hold the B button, his hand glows, and then you... Then he just shoots any nearby enemies. There's no lock-on laser, which is unfortunate. Yeah, there's no reticule or anything. Yeah, and he can hover, which it's kind of like the hover for the thing in Shadow the Hedgehog where you're not getting a lot of, like, horizontal momentum, but, like, if you, like, spam the A button, like, you hit it real fast, you'll get a bit better horizontal momentum than if you were just to hold it. Omega really doesn't have a lot else to him. He's a very basic character, but I really appreciate they at least tried to give him some kind of gameplay that went back to basics. Yeah, to
1: me, he feels kind of like
0: Silver, almost. Yeah, he's kind of like that.
1: Not necessarily, like, thematically, but just in terms of the way the gameplay works in this game, Silver can fight enemies from far away and so can Omega, and that's kind of their only advantage over the other characters.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all there is, so I probably just gonna jump to the story for shadows episode as the game calls it
1: <laughs> i want to say something real quick about the intro video here for shadow yeah it's way worse than the Shadow the hedgehog intro video
0: mm, i don't i don't know how i feel about that one
1: like i mean just like looks wise yeah it's on a next-gen console but it looks much much worse And i know the one on the gamecube was pre-rendered so it's basically just loading a bunch of images Let me but it, it looks so much better than this one with the term like in terms of lighting and various effects
2: yeah like the 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 direction is worse in this yeah. versus here yeah yeah no i agree
1: you also they zoom in on his gloves and you can tell that his joints are different models <laughs> which is i know super picky like super picky but in the pre-rendered one for the GameCube or GameCube. For Shadow the Hedgehog, it's on three different platforms, I believe. It looks a lot better. The gloves look nice and smooth, and you can see all the textures on everything, like on his shoes and stuff.
0: Yeah. I was never a big fan of Shadow's CG model in Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: Isaiah and I were blown out of the water by that intro movie. I mean,
0: it's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with this intro, but different strokes
1: look at the light as it brushes past the grass in that intro sequence from Shadow the Hedgehog, and then look at the gross snow as he just fumbles around okay, on it. Okay, okay. Well, game. and it's
2: it's it's weird because Shadow the Hedgehog, I think, was trying to be visually impressive because it's, it's definitely flexing, <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in that stuff. And with the case of Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, they definitely also want to impress you, but they don't know what they're doing this time. And, and they don't have time to impress you, you
1: know? Well, not only that, but it's not... The cutscene... The opening cutscene to this game is pretty cool. But the opening cutscene for Shadows... And I, I, I don't really care as much about the opening cutscene for Silver because I have no precedent for that. Yeah. But for Shadow, I remember the intro from Shadow the Hedgehog as being the best cutscene in a Sonic game, probably. Yeah. Like, arguably, the only thing that's cooler is the intro from Sonic Adventure. And that's, like, you know, chaos bursting from the, from the building. Mm-hmm. But I think that just the lighting effects some of the choices the newspaper hitting shadow's leg and then flying off all of that stuff is so neat to watch yeah and then this one just has him walking around some robots in the snow and he uses fire from his shoes right but the snow doesn't even melt when he's running around
2: yeah well and the other thing right like very obviously this game is trying to sort of call back to the shadow gameplay you know Like, Shadow's gameplay is very clearly inspired from the Shadow the Hedgehog game.
1: Except the most important part, which is the guns. That's what blows me away. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Which I think is like, alright, we want to be evocative, but we don't want to literally have guns. Because that doesn't... That was a misstep in the Sonic Identity. No, it
1: wasn't. No, it was great. It was so good for Shadow to have guns. If Shadow had guns in this game, I think the gameplay would be fine. I mean, he he almost does via vehicles, but not... It doesn't quite count. They also don't aim the same way like the reason guns work in the original shot of the hedgehog is because aiming is so easy the yeah. auto aim is just insane like you kind of point in the general direction and if you're within 90 degrees of the enemy it'll yeah. just automatically hit it
2: and ironically rouge has that aiming it's just that she has to bring the entire universe to a halt for two full seconds for a bomb to come out and then very <laughs> slowly fly towards the enemy
0: yeah it's ju- it just doesn't have the same flow I guess that I've seen that intro so much that I just didn't really appreciate it that much. Also, because I just don't like the way Shadow's mouth looks like and oriented to the rest of his face.
1: Yeah, I think that's a reasonable complaint.
2: Now, I will push back on the fact that Shadow's mouth might be a little bit weird in that intro, but it is nothing compared to the complete lack of emotion for every single character in Sonic 06. <laughs> like, like his mouth moves in this intro, and nobody's ever done. Dude, they literally made a character who didn't have a mouth in Sonic Six because they were like, we don't want to deal with it.
0: They made the right I mean, course. I'll I'll talk about something kind of similar with that, but anyway,
2: he's so he's so expressive in the shadow cutscene. Like, he he closes his eyes and like like grimaces, remembering something, and then it cuts to a flashback, and I'm like, that's excellent, and we have. Nowhere near that amount of emotion in any cutscene in Sonic 06.
1: There is this cool thing... I'm watching the cutscene again. Yeah. There is this cool thing that there's, like, a sweeping spotlight, and that looks nice. And then there's also glows on his shoes that look alright. Yeah. But my problem... Th- there's some good lighting effects here, too. But my problem is that, like, none of the stuff on Shadow looks that good. Because the the glowing streak is just kind of a replacement for the really cool fire that came out of his shoes last time. Yeah. And then the... He teleports near the end, and it looks gross. He doesn't do an action. He's just, like, kind of standing there, and then turns into a few frames of, like, a particle effect, and then it's gone. There, it's just, it's it's weird. It's really weird. It's more action-y, I guess. So I guess maybe we should be comparing it to, like, the intro. Yeah. Not the intro to the story mode, but the, the like, intro. like, I turn. am all of me, like, intro. Yeah, because that's more. But, I mean, if we're comparing it to that, like, this doesn't even.
0: Just remember that the next main series game is going to blow that way out of the water. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're right.
0: We're talking about the cutscene, but we're not necessarily talking about the content of the cutscene, which is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Right, we're not talking
1: about the plot. We're talking about the Yeah. the nitty-gritty. So, Shadow is
0: going through the snow. He's infiltrating Eggman's base and he gets like a communication call through his wrist because that's that's how things work in the future, right? You just get a call through your wrist. <laughs> yeah. I think Sonic 6 takes place in the present. Well, Sonic 6 takes place everywhere, every time. And it's Don't let's not talk about this again. Okay. (laughs) So it's kind of shown later, but I need to just get it out of the way now. Shadow is a gun agent in Sonic 06, and this is where I start my thesis on Shadow's story and why it's the best story in the game and possibly... Well, no, it's not... I I think this makes sort of a nice ending of a character arc that Shadow has had since Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, like a four-game arc. And, like, you know, I play this after... Sonic Adventure to Sonic Hero, Shadow the Hedgehog, and, I mean, playing it now, I get the nice caveat of seeing what Sonic Battle offered. Right. Which I think is like an alternate ending, almost. Yeah. But, like, it, it seems that... I don't know why I keep looking at my TV screen. It's not helping at all. <laughs> I think it's because... I think I look away when I'm about to cry. <laughs> that makes sense. Even though there's no one in front of me. Anyway. Dude, you don't want the mic to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it kind of shows this thing that like shadow is past like this filthy humans bullcrap that he was going through in (laughs) shadow the hedgehog and sonic adventure 2 and he's kind of working with him because he has a friend who works for gun and so i guess he just wanted to join her and they gave him the job opportunity anyway he is going to eggman's base to rescue rouge he goes to white acropolis he fights the egg cerberus like Uh, Sonic did and Rouge is like hey look at this cool little scepter I have and and Shadow's like the mission was to rescue you not anything else (laughs) Oh, that's cute all
2: all he cares about is her it's so sweet
0: well the way he said it seemed like it was more of a business thing
1: oh yeah no for sure
0: yeah like he was he was mad
1: that there was contraband involved contraband Can I add something real quick to your discussion of the Shadow narrative?
0: Yeah, I'm going to watch a cutscene real quick so I can remember, which is something I could have did last time, but I didn't. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so the thing I was thinking about was that Shadow is like past his anger against the humans, but I feel like he's also working with Gun as a enemy of my enemy, as my friend kind of thing, because he's clearly angry about Eggman. Yeah. So I think that this is him accepting that sometimes he'll have to work with people he's not necessarily super into mm-hmm. just to fight the the pure evil of the world which is this man that wants to destroy it for again no discernible reason
2: <laughs> yeah I also have something that I would like to add to this go for it which is that I want to push back against both of you here
0: oh then I can punch you later
2: that's that's fine <laughs> uh, gun shouldn't be the good guy in any story yeah, because they exist in Sonic Adventure 2 specifically to be the antagonist to the entire story, even if it's not honestly like, clear immediately. You're
1: you're right, because Isaiah. None of none of us ever said that Gun was a good guy. We said Shadow is working with Gun. But
2: like, I don't think I like. I don't think it's good that Shadow. Like, I think it's I think it's bad that he's working for Gun. Let me say that. You think
1: it's a bad story.
2: I don't look. I think it's it's a weird direction because of Gun's role in, in
1: Shadow's life. A ton of different sources of media have done this, and it usually makes sense. I don't know. I'm not sold on it. Because Shadow wants access to equipment and stuff so that he can fight the thing that he actually cares about fighting, which is not Gun, because Gun is an, an, an issue at this point.
2: Also,. This is probably a nitpick, but I actually think in Sonic Adventure 2, Rouge is not working for Gun. I think she's working directly for either the CIA or the president himself. Yeah, yeah.
1: but we've confirmed that Sonic 06 is a, basically a different universe. That's true. I mean, you're right. So, I mean, that's also the other part, is that Shadow's arc makes sense in this way, but you don't know if the events before this actually line up that well with what we know. Yeah. But I still think that if Shadow... The canon ending of Sonic 06 is dubious as hell anyway. But you can assume that he beat Gun in some capacity, right? Yeah. And you can also assume that right now we don't see Gun doing anything dubious... And it's not like Shadow is out getting resources for them or anything. He's not researching equipment. Yeah. He is specifically using their equipment to fight Eggman. Yeah.
2: And I guess like one of my one of my issues is that it's just really hard to see Shadow like taking orders from somebody else. But then I remembered that that's the only thing you do in Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shadow always <laughs> takes orders from everyone, like for forever. All right. <laughs> Even in the beginning of Heroes, Rouge is just like, "Hey, Shadow, how about you do this instead of whatever you want to do?" And he's like, "Fine." I can't remember anything anyway. But I'm doing yeah. it so
0: because I want to.
1: <laughs> exactly, that's Shadow's entire
0: character. Arc. All right, so <laughs> yeah. I was I was trying to figure. I was watching the cutscene to try to figure out why they go to the castle. But then Rouge just say it's the gun rendezvous point. I'm like, oh okay. But we don't like. We only hear gun agents through like telecommunications. It's never like we yeah. never actually
1: see people. It's the gun in this universe exists as uh, rendezvous with uh, B Harris pop.
0: Yeah, could you go ahead and do some gameplay? Listen, it's really, it's really hard to like call this a this universe thing because I can't, I really can't see this game as a reboot because they, it seems like they heavily rely on a lot of things. You should know, like you always should know these characters. I feel like they could have dipped in, dipped their toes in a little bit more, like Sonic Unleashed did.
1: I interpret this game functionally as something similar to a, what like that DMC game that came out for Devil May Cry a while ago. Yeah, a soft reboot. Yeah, the char- it's a soft reboot. The characters have the same names and everything, but the the plot doesn't line up. Yeah, with what came before. They it.
2: They have the same names and even the same relationships, but there are inconsistencies because they aren't literally meant to be a part of the same narrative as the previous ones. Right,
0: because you don't even know what the you don't even know what the Master Emerald's doing right now. While Knuckles yeah. is on this adventure.
1: Right. Well, also, like I don't. I don't think that they have the exact same relationships because Sonic is
0: in love with a human woman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it also
2: blazes from the future.
0: Yeah. That's true. But the whole shadow thing is why I can't, like, accept this as an alternate universe type thing.
2: Honestly, that's the thing that sells me the most on the alternate universe.
0: Like, I was was thinking about this earlier, and I feel like they just put Blaze in the future because they didn't want to design another character and they needed to give Silver a friend. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well they also the other thing that is worth note here is that we have another sonic rush game there's a sequel to sonic rush called sonic rush adventure and blaze is again from a different universe in that universe right that but they just amazing. they just
0: just they just pulled blaze out because they had nothing else to do with her she's from an alternate dimension so like they could probably get away with doing it from the future i there don't are know Two right. blazes
1: but we've also completely forgotten about Maria in this continuity who has always been important to Shadow. So if you're going to have a Shadow story in this universe, it mean, needs Maria.
0: Yeah. You got to I mean, he probably like I don't know. It's like this it's like this whole Spider-Man Uncle Ben thing with like the Marvel movies. It's like <laughs> we need to kill Maria on screen in every game. No- <laughs> I just mean that like he has to get over it and he doesn't have to make it a part of his character like every time. Man, I really like this place. It reminds me of Maria, though, who's dead now. <laughs> yeah, but Shadow getting over it... Shadow's never
1: gotten over it. Yeah. Shadow will never get over it. He's traumatized.
0: I mean, he never mentions it in Sonic Heroes. I don't even know if he mentioned. Well, he might have mentioned it in Sonic Battle. He's got amnesia in Sonic Heroes, right?
1: Yeah, but he mentions it in Sonic Battle all the time. Okay. And he mentions it in Shadow the Hedgehog a lot. He has amnesia in Heroes, yeah.
0: I really
2: like in Sonic Battle that he doesn't get over the death of Maria, but he does come to terms with his own identity and still has yeah. a character arc. Because right. healing is a process that can sometimes take years and happens piece by piece. And we got to watch one piece happen.
1: But in Sonic 06, there is no acknowledgement that she's a character.
2: Yeah. He's just an edgy hedgehog who who works for the government.
1: Yeah. He's a cop. Shadow's a cop. He's a loose cannon cop, but he's a cop. And that's that's why
2: I'm the most like on the side of this being another dimension. Or like a, a reboot or whatever. Because like... Shadow's not a cop.
0: <laughs> he looks like someone who he doesn't want to be a cop, but if given the opportunity, he will do it. Yeah, he needs to be a cop to get Eggman. He's gotta be a, yeah. he wants to be Guns Ablazon or whatever. I don't know. Also the robots don't look like
1: sonic robots.
0: Yeah, that's that's a whole that's a that's a big issue too. But getting back to the story, when they go to the castle for the rendezvous, Eggman intercepts them. And he tries to take the scepter, which is called the Scepter of Darkness. I think a few times they call it the Book of Darkness, despite it not being a book. Oh, that's good writing. Yeah, but he tries to take it. But I think Shadow or Rouge... No, Rouge tries to take it. Eggman slaps her out of the way, I think. But (laughs) Eggman drops both the scepter and Rouge. Shadow makes a beeline for Rouge, like, because he can't save them both. And obviously he's going to save his friend. Yeah, I actually really liked that. Yeah, the scepter breaks and <gasps> we don't know what that means yet steven this dark ooze comes out and eggman's like oh crap get back everyone except he's talking to his robots but his robots don't do anything and like the shadow like it kind of does this like raiders the lost Ark thing where it goes through all the robots and kind of stuns them and destroys them and then shadows uh shadow kind of takes its <laughs> own form i think it, i think the the little wispy thing went into a shadow to do that and yeah
1: dude the shadow of my shadow is my friend
0: this like gray color swap of shadow with reptile eyes comes out which is the mephilis you see in silver story and mephilis thanks shadow for rescuing him or freeing him rather he's not elise (laughs) but he thanks and then Shao's like who are you and how do you know my name i think he also i think mephilis also finds it ironic that he rescued him and probably not because he became his shadow but this will be explained later on yeah, he alludes to having already met Shadow. Yeah. He says, oh, well, thank you for uh, rescuing me. I'm going to give you a one-way ticket to my favorite Elder Scrolls game, Oblivion. And he puts him <laughs> in, like, this electric ball
1: and sends him to the future, which is... Here's some horse armor. Shadow Shadow wakes
2: up and he's in a caravan and somebody, somebody's like, hey, you, you're finally awake.
0: You were trying to cross the border, right? Okay. Oh, my God. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Shadow and Rouge kind of realize they're in the future by looking through databases and hearing about the princess dying and <laughs> the princess. all of that. But they kind of do that and they go to the Eggman's base and find Sonic and, sh- and his friends and they go through that whole Crisis City, Flame Core, Iblis Phase 2 thing. And, you know, they do the cross chaos control to go back to the past. So they, Sonic's team goes in, Rouge goes in, Shadow's about to, but then he sees Mephiles and goes for him. And the portal, you don't see the portal close, but it's basically implied because Rouge doesn't doesn't see him, even though Silver and Blaze got separated when they went to the pass. But that's time travel. It's, yeah. it's going to get worse from here. <laughs> but he fights Mephiles. Meanwhile, Rouge's like, oh, crap, he's probably still there. So he decides to uh, go find Omega, who's just peacefully in this temple ruins in Soliana for some reason. And Gun seems to know his location, so it's kind of implied that Omega is an agent. I don't know if like I feel like a gun commander maybe calls him Agent E one twenty three Omega. It's it's weird.
1: They could also just have put like a tracker
0: on him at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Omega's kind of interesting. His voice is very off putting because he has this very tough voice in Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic Heroes. He's I think he's voiced by the same the same person who voiced Frieza and Meowth, who is unfortunately i believe passed away at this point but it is unfortunate to hear omega this but he's he also isn't animated the same way he's very slow and like very like what you'd expect from a robot to move
1: do you ever just imagine that there's a tiny cat with some cash on its forehead piloting omega (laughs) i don't even anyway
0: rouge tells omega to go into slumber mode which while they're in crisis city they find omega in standby mode but that's, and this is why, because Rouge tells them to. They just leave him there. He puts a Chaos Emerald into his console, and Omega just, like, goes through this, like, automatic spiel. He said, uh, spare magazine store. When I first heard that, I didn't realize he was talking about gun magazines. I thought that was just, like, a really random joke that he keeps magazines with him to read or something.
1: <laughs> He's like, when you go to the bathroom, you gotta have some reading material.
2: I also have a problem with this bit where they're like, Alright, Omega, power down until the world ends. But, like, make sure you're fine when the world ends.
0: I don't even remember if they figure out how far in the future they are, but Omega just sits there for, like, a 100 years or something. I think it's probably more than a 100 years, to be honest. Yeah. It's really
2: weird because it's the present, which presumably is 2006, and then 10 years ago, which is 1996, and then the very distant future which could be like 2306
1: yeah well the thing is they talk about the princess being dead in the future right yeah so presumably it wouldn't be that much far past her death
0: right i mean it has to be far enough in the future where silver is born to know that this is all there is in the world is disaster.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that could happen within, like, 20 or 30 years, right? Probably. Yeah. So my guess would be that it's more like just a, a human lifespan, like maybe
0: 60. Maybe. Okay. I should also note that Rouge, like, is given, is, like, told to, like, give more information about what happened, but, like, she's like, oh, we gotta find Omega first. They, it's a lot of them just kind of dodging some of their orders, but that's just... A small thing that doesn't really matter.
1: That's how we can tell Isaiah that they're not really working for gun, they're just working they're just using gun.
2: It's a it's a means to an end, yeah. Yeah. They and gun have the same sort of end goal until they don't and no longer are working together.
1: Yeah, so Shadow's okay. We still have our boy, he's not a true cop yet. <laughs> God. He hasn't gone
0: full cop.
2: I wanna see I wanna see Shadow the Hedgehog wearing a cop uniform.
0: I mean you can find <laughs> fan art of that. It definitely exists. Anyway, Omega goes to fight with Shadow against Mephilus, and the the boss fight's okay. I don't really want to talk about the boss fight, but... It's a a lot of you having to wait for your meter to charge and just destroy random clones of Mephilus before using Chaos Blast to actually attack him. Yeah. After that happens, Mephilus shows this, like, projection of the future of, like, Shadow being captured, like, by this, like, webbed field. Like, he's been captured by the humans, basically. And Mephilus is using this as a way to... Trick him to being on his side, into fighting against humans with him or whatever. And this this yeah. is what really got to me when I first played this is that he Shadow like already knows this like he's been through this way too much of this being oppressed by the humans and he he this kind of happens later. But if he's basically said he will fight basically anyone who's against him if that comes the way. But he I guess he's just more about living in the now yeah. and. Metropolis like well so be it. and he just goes in a portal and then Shadow and Omega follow him in and Shadow kind of has questions so he decides to go after Eggman through his train on Radical Trains he's like he's going by train that that was a really weird line in that story because <laughs> he's got this weird futuristic Dreyfus Hudson inspired vehicle but he catches up yeah. to him he's like oh the Solaris project If you bring me the Scepter of Darkness, I'll tell you all about it. And Shadow's like, okay. After that, that's when he encounters Silver, and they go back to the past to uh, see what happened to the Solaris Project. And, you know, the Duke gives Shadow the Scepter of Darkness, and he basically uses Chaos Control to take Mephilus, to capture Mephilus, seal him. And he's like, who are you? And Shadow's like, I am Shadow the Hedgehog. And he basically uses Chaos Control on him, and then use it, and he's like, oh yes, I'll remember your name, and that's how he figures out who he is in the beginning.
2: And also, Mephilus looks like Shadow, because Shadow was the first person yeah. to in contact with him. Basically.
1: Also, because we needed a villain that looked like Shadow.
0: Yeah, okay, we didn't want to make a new model.
1: <laughs> well... I like second form Mephilus,
0: but we'll get to that. Yeah, that's that's right, he does show a second form, which is more like a crystallized version of Shadow during the boss fight. Yeah, I do like it a lot more. Yeah. And
1: I don't mind, I like the idea of Shadow not having a mouth, and that being the whole design.
0: Well, it's funny, in, like, the CG cutscenes, you can see, like, his, the, the area where his mouth would be kind of, like, expand and vibrate a little. Yeah, like, the creases and stuff. Well, there's no creases, because it's not that well-textured. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, the creases of, like, the geometry. Yeah,
0: but... After that, well, I know how to seal Mephlas now. I just need to find the scepter. And he kind of learns from townspeople through arbitrary missions that he has to light this priest statue in the castle town, and you get the scepter. And so Gun tells him, Oh, Omega's at Wave Ocean intercepting Mephlas. Go over. And you go through that section of Wave Ocean. Freaking Omega is just shooting Mephlas, and Mephlas just kind of ragdolls in place as he gets shot. (laughs) (laughs) And then he disappears basically by the time Shadow shows up. And then omega tells shadow that he according to Mephiles, at least he is the one who captures shadow in the future and Rouge's like oh this is so unfair and shadow just kind of stands there like eyes closed just kind of thinking about this and he he doesn't really say anything about it he's just like oh we got to go after him and they figure out that Mephiles is in the desert which is dusty desert and they that's shadow's final level I might be missing a few points, but... Because I can't do this... I probably can't do the story enough justice. I don't know about that. They fight Mephilus in a second form, which is kind of the same thing, except fighting really tiny and annoying uh, Mephilus minions. You fight these, like, Shadow Golems, because, like, he does, like, that Dementio thing where he kind of makes this, this weird, like, distorted dimension where you fight him. Dementio from yeah. Super Paper yeah. Mario, by the way. And you, you just fight those Golems to get the Chaos Power and use Chaos Blast to attack him, and Mephiles gives that whole thing you you're you're gonna be fighting against those humans and then he does this he does this thing that if you played the games you wouldn't know anything about it but if you watched Sonic X you would completely understand where he takes off the rings off his like wrist guards or whatever which are his inhibitor rings and that just lets him charge <laughs> oh, no, through all that. the <laughs> Mephiles minions that are enclosing him and I forgot about this. so Shadow Rouge and Omega just kind of blast through him kind of Sonic Hero style. And that's kind of the end of the story.
2: I'm weirdly into that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, I'm down for the ring inhibitor removal coming out of literally nowhere.
0: He he does it really epically too.
2: I'm just not into that being the climax of the story. It's not. There's a last story. So. It's never yeah. brought up, which is really
0: weird, but like what what I wanna get with this story is that Shadow has met some pretty nice people. Like he doesn't even he shows no animosity towards Sonic. I mean, he kind of yells at him because he's dumb. That's what you do, yeah.
2: There's a rivalry where the voice acting, like, does a really bad job of selling it. Yeah. Like, there's a bit where the two of them, there's, like, an unspoken understanding that the two of them are going to be, like, racing to a place for some reason or whatever. Yeah,
0: they kind of do that, but it's never, like, actually brought up.
2: There's a bit where... Sonic looks at Shadow and, like, points accusatorily and
0: says, don't be late. <laughs> and the way he says it is like he's lecturing him. Rouge like... later is like, you guys are so slow. I want to make a comparison, and Stephen, I don't want you to, like, dig at me too much for, like, this comparison because it's, it's its not a real comparison, but I feel like I should mention it because Shadow is, like, essentially, like, the Vegeta of Sonic because the, it, it's, it gets too close to being a ripoff sometimes.
1: I mean, I think if there, if anybody is the Vegeta, it's definitely Shadow. Right. But more important than that, Knuckles is Piccolo. <laughs> he is, actually.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the, like, begrudging, angsty rival is yeah. just kind of enough of a trope that it doesn't necessarily have to be, Right. like,
1: you know. Yeah, but that, that being said, Isaiah, you don't really know about Vegeta no? and <laughs> Goku.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're right. Vegeta's the character who wants to win so much that he'll, like, give up, like elements of himself yeah. yeah and he basically does that in the boo arc but shadow doesn't do this in this mephisto standpoint i really like that like he kind of exhibits like this toxic masculinity where he doesn't like show his emotions but within his friend group it's like kind of recognized that this is just how shadow is and people respect yeah. him but shadow shadow clearly has this care for rouge and even omega this robot which yeah it's it's really nice i appreciate this like whole arc that shadow's gone through
1: yeah To me, I interpret Shadow's stoicism not as a result of, like, masculinity or anything, but as a result of trauma. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's exactly,
1: yeah. He's been so damaged by so many, like, he's died, and he's watched his best (laughs) friend die, and he's developed this clear relationship with Rouge, whether it's romantic or not. He has people he cares about now, so he can't be bothered to, like worry about stuff like that he it seems afraid to let that stuff in yeah yeah
2: well and i also think like his expression of emotions just takes a different form than for other people
1: he just does it through actions instead of yeah facial expressions luckily for the animators (laughs) yeah i mean he definitely did it with facial
2: expressions in shadow the hedgehog but whatever (laughs) i'm not mad
1: yeah but his only emotion there was confusion (laughs) yeah
2: but at least he was honest about it. But like like I do think I do think he expresses emotions through action, which is extremely fitting of the character who like doesn't want to reveal his emotions, but that's not the way emotions work, you know. Yeah. Like you will reveal them whether you intend to or not, and so he's just going to do the things that his emotions lead him to do. And you can pick up how he's feeling from those actions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like how he's not fighting Sonic. We can tell that he's now on even terms. Yeah. I
2: also really like his relationship with Rouge as like, yeah, well, I'm allowed to care about her because she is capable, and therefore she is less likely to die than some (laughs) of my other people that I've cared about.
1: (laughs) I also like how this iteration of Shadow... Like, at the end of Sonic Adventure 2, it's pretty clear that Shadow and Sonic are deeply in love. Yeah. But here... (laughs) (laughs) But here... Obviously, yeah. Here, it's obviously more Rouge that that he cares about more than anyone else. Maybe Omega, but even still. And Sonic seems more like a backburner thing, because... This shadow and that shadow are literally different people. Yeah. Like, universe is the same or not, you know?
2: I mean, I think if I were going to look really far into it, because this is definitely not the, the author's intent here, but, like, I could see Shadow caring about Omega specifically because he sees some parallels between himself and a machine built to be a weapon, as as we see in uh, Sonic Battle.
1: Yeah, but the difference is that in Sonic Battle, he interacts with Emerald, and that doesn't happen with Omega. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's true before we move on to the last story I just want to mention that Omega doesn't show I mean he doesn't encounter Eggman but he like shows almost no animosity towards him or destroying robots and he never gets to destroy the robots in the story either which is interesting but I just thought I'd mention that
1: yeah I think that that to me seems less like a character development thing and not like in a bad way but it to me that doesn't seem to be an arc here it seems more just like another piece of evidence for like maybe the omega character is just a different one from the one in Heroes. yeah
2: well honestly i think omega in this is more of a prop than a character
1: unfortunately he has the gamma experience that gamma gets after sonic adventure where he just shows up a couple times as a thing in
0: sonic battle that doesn't really have a character right yeah i don't know I, i wish he was a lot like sonic heroes omega but I guess he's a l- kind of better than Shadow the Hedgehog Omega where he kind of just does nothing.
1: He kind of got the Knuckles treatment, huh? Okay. Yeah, where he had like a reason to do things and then that reason slowly got taken away.
0: Yeah, but Omega looks cooler.
2: And Knuckles after his reasons got taken away, he still has a personality. It's he like he still punches things. It's yeah. not yeah. the same personality that it was, but he has one that's very at this point well defined.
1: It's hard for a robot without motivation to have personality. Yeah. He is a robot.
2: Omega's, like, personality came exclusively from his motivation.
1: Yeah. He's cool. I mean, he does look cool. You're not wrong. Yeah.
2: Also, can I, like, this might be a nitpick, but, like, I kind of hate that everybody's stages are the same specifically because it makes the story feel really weird. Like, it's weird that they all fight the same bosses. Because if it's literally supposed to be the same, like, boss, obviously when Silver and Sonic fight that, I think it's the Eclipse robot, the E-series
1: looking robot, Yeah.
2: they're not fighting it at the same time, so are they two different robots, or
1: did the same robot- This sounds kind of familiar to something that I held Sonic Adventure up to scrutiny for, and you guys didn't seem to care. I think it's worse in this game, because- Six, six characters, Isaiah. Six characters. So,
2: so in that game, a lot of the time, you can explain it as... Sonic,
1: Sonic and Tails both fight Knuckles.
2: Sonic and Tails, I think narratively, like, in the like, quote-unquote... That doesn't
1: I know what you're about to say, that doesn't make it okay.
2: (laughs) But, like, obviously that's not the case for this. Like, obviously Sonic and Silver are not fighting him at the same time.
1: Think about how many times the same character fights a version of Chaos and no one else is there yeah it's, it's it's just as unacceptable the only reason you're more okay with it is because you like that game better
2: i i no, i really think it's way worse in this game
1: how is it it's the same thing it's the exact same thing there's no difference
2: we also have we have the same thing happening in stages in this which we don't have really in sonic adventure because we have stuff where stuff gets destroyed in stages and then the same stuff gets destroyed the same way in stages later
1: in the gameplay
2: yeah in the in the i mean
1: you could argue that sonic pops like ring balloons and then tails gets to have those you could also argue that tails rings aren't in sonic's levels i'm
2: talking about i'm talking about the towers that freaking blow up and then kill me in my hovercraft a bunch of times like yeah
1: and what i'm telling you is that level elements do that all the time in sonic adventure (laughs) there's a literally an avalanche in one of Sonic's stages that everyone else goes to
2: okay that's fair you're fucking wrong Wait, it's up. the same thing does is the avalanche
1: happen in everybody else's version of the stage no that's what i'm saying but sonic's the first one to go there sonic's story happens canon first
2: oh so you're saying everybody else's stage should be post avalanche
1: yeah i got gotcha. you yes yeah also again sonic pops the ring balloons so no one else should be able to get them
2: i guess the question is how much narrative to gameplay obfuscation like should there be
1: there's, there's no question here, you are you have a double standard for Sonic 06 to Sonic Adventure. That's the answer to your question. You're just holding Sonic 06 up to more scrutiny because you have fun shitting on it more than DX. I Maybe. Maybe. And what I'm telling you is that these games have similar problems, it's just Sonic, like Sonic Adventures are slightly less pronounced because the gameplay is slightly more acceptable. All right. But dude, fighting fighting Chaos 6 as many times as you have to. Yeah. Which I guess is just 3, but like still.
2: Actually, Chaos 6 is just not Chaos fun 4 to fight.
1: is
0: worse. Because I mean, you actually fight it 3 times. And not like yeah. try to use fishing commands on a boss. But like what I'm getting at is that it's the
1: exact same thing that Isaiah is complaining about here. It's the exact same thing, even down to the 3 times part. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're going on the last story, which you know you get that after you complete the other stories. As it it shows all three hedgehogs in the select screen. Not that that matters, but it, it kind of begins in a sort of Sonic Adventure way, where it just shows Mephiles finding a Chaos Emerald, which you kind of forget they're in this game. I just want to point that out. Anyway, he's laughing, and it's done with menacing music, which reminds me of when Chaos like finds the other Emerald in that. With the stormy, it's not. There's not even storming outside. It's just kind of dark and it's just ominous. Anyway,
1: yeah, it's just a negative vibe.
0: Yeah, it cuts over. Well, you know, it's it's that's a very weird way to say cut because there's a loading screen. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it loads. Sonic and Elise. (laughs) Oh my god. Sonic and Elise are just going for a stroll. I guess they're in a relationship now, and that's what they do. And Mephiles teleports behind them and does this really cool like death Death beam like kind of a Frieza death beam or it looks I guess it looks kind of more like a special beam cannon a la piccolo but like yeah. it, it, it reminds me more of death beam because he's more evil and it's like it's like that it's purple right it's purple yeah but it kind of spirals which is why i say special beam cannon and it, well it's also weird because like sonic's body kind of hangs off of it like it's like a solid <laughs> piece because it kind of just stays there which is really interesting like he's pinned in the air by the beam <laughs> yeah basically And then you then, but the beam eventually disappears and Sonic falls. He's basically been killed. You know, that's that's pretty. That's pretty. (laughs) I was about to say epic, but I don't think that's appropriate. (laughs) It's pretty epic, bro. Sonic's dead. (laughs) I don't know. It
1: was 2006. I think epic works pretty well.
0: And Elise is like, she's like, wake up or whatever. And she's trying to keep composure. And you get that flash. It's not really a flashback, it's just her, a young her in a black background with her father saying don't cry at least no matter what but she cries and then i don't know if you see the flame of flames of disaster erupt but you know we already realize that's kind of what happens because they've been in- sealed inside her and mephilus laughs again and i don't know if he joins with the flames necessarily in this one in this cutscene. because the next cutscene goes back to dusty desert with you know mephilus has gone there so shadow puts back on his rings and he feels a rumble or whatever with like you know his teammates and then it cuts to to a cutscene where Mephiles is in the sky with all seven Chaos Emeralds. Like, I think the Chaos Emeralds also disappeared from Shadow because he had two of them in that cutscene. So I guess Sonic yep. had two, Shadow had two, and Silver had two. And then there's the one that Mephiles found in the beginning. It's really weird. You, it, it's it's not easy to keep track of the emeralds like it is in the other games because they just seem so inconsequential. I mean yeah. they I mean Silver uses it to seal Iblis and Shadow uses it to seal Mephiles the first time. I just realized I forgot something. Shadow tries to seal a uh, Mephiles in Dusty Desert, but Mephiles is like what worked two, 10 years ago does not work on me now. That's why he got the second Scepter of Darkness. But yeah. I should have mentioned that earlier, but whatever. Hey, I
1: can't blame you for forgetting certain components of the story.
0: Yeah, but anyway, he, he has all seven Chaos Armors, and I guess he had to use them all to join with Iblis, but he can time travel. Like he's He's been time traveling a lot within the game, so I don't know why he wasn't able to do it immediately because time is his bitch and he was able to go to the future to get two emeralds from silver. Also, like, the the chaos future emerald thing is still a yeah. big question mark. But he, they become, they join together and become Solaris and everyone's like, whoa, the stormy clouds, there's crap happening and then it cuts to, like, this distorted dimension with, like, some set pieces of the Soliana castle town and all the major characters are there except Blaze, even though time doesn't matter because Solaris is the destroyer of time or whatever and we're like oh man what are we gonna do solaris destroyed everything and sonic is dead and at least like no i can feel him in the wind night in the wind yeah sonic is the wind my man and then they're like oh wait the emeralds actually didn't go too far from solaris even though time and space is distorted or whatever really unclear I'm like are we- we're gonna split up and get the emeralds and revive sonic because i guess we can do that with them now <laughs> and so you just have you basically have it's literally dragon ball z charlie yeah when you take like the main playable cast and you remove sonic and blaze you have just enough to have every character go after an emerald which starts the only level of the last story which is called end of the world and what end of the world basically is is seven segments taking place in weird just dis- kind of distorted I-, I hesitate to even say distorted they're just kind of like weirdly saturated in a certain color with lots of um remixes of the previous levels yeah but like it's just the it's just like set pieces that you've definitely seen before if you went through them
1: right it's like oh i know this hill from dusty desert
0: yeah and you just go through like seven different levels with seven different characters which means you have to play as amy again unfortunately <laughs> but i don't i don't think her segment her segment might have been the shortest too so i don't remember and the thing with the end of the world is that I don't even know if this is a canonical name, but I always called them Eyes of Mephiles and Eyes of Iblis because there's two different eyes. One's like a cooler color and one's a warm color because the color changes a lot the longer it happens. Right. The Mephiles eyes will suck you in, and if you get sucked in, you die automatically. But the Iblis eyes will shoot usually crates at you. <laughs> but has enemies... got crate vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He's got game-breaking crate vision. Yeah.
0: God. The basic Mephilus and Iblis enemies will spawn, but they can also be killed by whatever the eyes do, so you basically just need to rush through and try not to get sucked in or die by conventional means. There are these eagle statues with, like, orbs that you need to touch in order to reset the time so that they'll go away for a short time. Ah, yes. Eagle
2: statues. The the thing that is really a, a big part of Sonic
0: 06. Yeah, the people. thing that was not any level until now. Like, it looks <laughs> like cool. something you could have seen as a set piece somewhere else, but you don't see it.
2: It really ties the whole thing together.
1: You know what really ties this whole thing together? The bad physics engine. It's consistent the whole way through.
2: <laughs> yeah. that That is true. Actually, you know what? That's not even true, because this engine does this... This thing where, when you're standing on slopes, you're just, like, diagonal, but then when they have sections where you're running along the wall, there's a 100% chance that you'll fall off the wall and die. I mean, that's
1: my point. I'm saying the physics engine is bad, and that's true the whole way through.
2: Yeah, but, like, it's not even... (laughs) The engine itself is not consistent, even though it is consistently bad.
1: I I hate to say it,
0: but this is also true for Sonic DX. So... (laughs) Sonic 06 is no a little comment. too stiff compared to, like, other games, where it doesn't feel as right. Like, Sonic Sonic Adventure is, like, the medium between Sonic 06 and Sonic Heroes slash Shadow the Hedgehog, where it's too slippery. Yeah, you don't
1: start and stop. for So this game has a problem where you'll be running, and then suddenly you'll just kind of slow down. Yeah. Whereas Sonic yeah. DX, you'll be running, and then you have to slow down because there's a wall coming up, but it's not exactly the engine's fault, but there are other problems with that engine.
0: But yeah. you know, yeah, that's that. <laughs> They'll you get all the chaos emeralds, and then Elise is like, "I'm praying to you, please bring back Sonic and cleanse my father's sins for unleashing this dumb god upon us in the first place." This dumb god?
2: <laughs> you shouldn't call the god dumb. It'll make him mad.
0: Anyway, after that, they just he, she kisses him because I, I don't even remember if the the last cutscene they said you have to kiss him or something. But she, he she kisses him on his. Almost non-existent lips because you can't even see them, and even when she does kiss it, they kind of get censored by like a bright light. What? Yeah, because they don't want to show also, that. Also, if she's
1: not kissing him on the side of his head, she's not kissing him on the lips.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, this <laughs> is Sonic. Ad, this is Sonic Adventure. This is like when they still kind of did the center mouths.
1: Oh yeah, but not for Shadow.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shadow has a side mouth. I thought I, saw, I thought I saw I had a center mouth in, in that opening. cutscene nah, but... at
1: least in the opening cutscene, Shadow has a side mouth for sure.
0: In Shadow the Hedgehog, he has a I side mouth. So- sure. When I'm guessing with Sonic characters' mouth is that they just kind of, they're kind of like jello. They kind of slide. It's like a case by case basis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I mean, in freaking Sonic Lost World, if you uh, go super, he has two mouths.
1: Yeah, I remember that. They they
0: patched that though, didn't they? Probably. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine anyone patching that game.
2: Allow me to say that is really funny.
0: After that bright light fades, he's already in a super form, yeah. and then Shadow and Silver are like, "All right, we know what to do." Even though Shadow's the only one with experience with this.
1: <laughs> well, Silver is probably—he's from the future, so he's seen the reruns.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Also, real quick, I've posted a picture of Shadow from the opening cutscene of Sonic 06 with a yeah. side mouth. He definitely has a side
0: mouth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it looks better than a stupid Shadow the Hedgehog opening cutscene side mouth. Sorry. No I'm comment. Not, I'm not over that. At least he has <laughs> emotions in that. <laughs> they put their hands together and they those two go super, which is kind of that stupid Sonic Heroes thing where it's like I give you super and it's not like that. Shout, it's not like that Sonic Adventure 2 where we're going super together. Right, it's more like a high five and then we're all super. And they go to fight Solaris in a basically a two-faced fight, kind of like k- perfect chaos. And it's the fight's nothing that special. It's basically you need to keep attacking him until his armor breaks where you can actually do damage to him. And half the time, it only looks like Silver does anything because you can kind of chip away. Because like with him, you just like take projectiles and then fire it. But sometimes they'll either collide with each other or they'll collide with the projectiles that Solaris is already shooting at you. And sometimes they'll shoot a laser. And then Sonic just does... You have to fully charge his meter because it's like with Silver, you have you already have a full meter, you just have to use it wisely. Whereas with Sonic and Shadow, you just have to charge it up. And Sonic will charge do like, just kind of, you know, kind of like a Sonic Heroes blast through it. But if right. you... And here's the really dumb thing. If you do any, like, if you try to charge through him with, like, any less of a charge, he loses rings. You know, that thing that you don't do in super form because you're already losing rings gradually? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, there in Sonic Three, don't you get hit by the the? You boss? get
0: stunned, but you don't lose rings. Yeah, oh, I thought you like lost like five.
2: Yeah, no, you just lose time.
1: It just
0: feels like you're losing rings because of how that system works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, I, I mean, Isaiah knows more because I've never actually done that fight before.
2: I've done it many times. You, you lose a couple seconds, so it feels really punishing. Yeah. Because it is
0: and then Shadow, he shoots Chaos Spears, but if you charge it all the way you shoot multiple ones, but like I said it's only the one that Silver feels that you're actually doing anything in. The second phase is like slightly easier and, he ki- and Solaris kind of looks like if the Hylian Crest was an actual thing. Because It's like, it, it it's just it really, Solaris looks really weird like it's not a very memorable design like even Dark Gaia kind of has a memorable design to him, Solaris is just kind of yeah. vaguely bird shaped.
1: I remember Mephilus more than anything else from this game, even, like, the Iblis stuff is not that great, because they're just, like, weird floaty kaiju things. Yeah,
0: like, half the time, I can never, like, remember the difference between Iblis Phase 1 and Iblis Phase 3, because they're just kind of golem-shaped, but you know what Iblis Phase 2 is, because it's just a snake.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, like, we've got Perfect Chaos and even BioLizard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these guys don't really align with that, because they don't look like animals.
0: I mean, BioLizard looks like an animal, just not a sonic animal. Well, that's what I'm
1: getting at. I'm saying that BioWizard looks like an animal, which feels to be more on theme, whereas Iblis doesn't look like something from Sonic.
0: Yeah. Because he's not an
1: Eggman robot, and he's not a weird animal, even a corrupt animal. He's just, like,
0: a thing. It's kind of weird how Eggman, like, this is kind of that case where Eggman tries to control a thing, but doesn't work, but he doesn't actually control it at all, because Mephiles is thinking for himself, and Iblis is sealed away inside a girl, and by the time they actually are unleashed, (laughs) uh, Eggman is either already dead, or just had no part in it. So he his plan failed. Like, he clearly knew, he kind of knew what he did, but obviously he doesn't because time and space is ruined.
1: Right. Hey, Eggman feels really irrelevant by the end of this game.
0: Yeah. You get all, like, the important actual story bits with Shadow and Silver story, but Sonic is just, like, this weird love story. It's just like a classic versus Eggman, but they threw a girl in, too.
1: And Sonic is effectively a plot device in this game because when he dies, she cries, and then she cries again to bring him back.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, he's just
0: a tool. I, too, cry when I kiss. (laughs) That's not always the best move.
2: It's it's not the best way to get a second kiss. That's been my experience.
0: (laughs) Anyway, after Solaris is defeated, I think there's, like, another bright light, and then it kind of just shows Sonic and Elise just kind of falling. And then it cuts to this uh, flashback of a young Elise with her father, which I was just... I was just realizing he has, he has like a fez on he's a Duke of Soliana he's not a king but Elise is a princess and <laughs> yeah. in Shadow Story it's revealed that it's Princess Elise the third just like they're adding like this lord that you're never gonna learn about it's just yeah
1: there, there's it's almost like they wanted a sequel or something and they wanted to talk more about the history of the Elise what's their family name
0: I don't even think they have a family name I think her last name is literally
1: Soliana yeah the Soliana family
0: <laughs> yeah it's not like there's a house of winds or whatever right constitutional monarchy as rouge explained yes very important the duke is like this is solaris one day we'll learn to control him and we'll prevent people from dying and at least like bring back mama yes we'll get to see your mother again and then uh, because playing god is fun and we all figure out how that turned out yeah but it does this really cool transition where it kind of i don't know if it either it zooms in on the, the little flame that is solaris or it zooms out and um the Elise in the Duke Faye, but does this cool like transition where you just see present day Elise and Sonic walk toward it, and it's like, "This is Solaris now." Oh, right. When he, when Solaris got to be in that bright light, like he kind of goes into this little flame, concentrated flame. When Elise yeah. is kind of holding it's, it's kind of floating. This weird like, like there's, there was, there, there is certainly some kind of power to this one fire because it's also a white fire, even though they're in full color. The, the flashback was in kind of sepia tone, by the way. Right. It's got the flashback filter. Yeah. She's like, well, if we put out this flame, Solaris will cease to exist, and none of this would have happened. But I don't want to have him because I met you, and I'm going to cry, because I don't want anything to end. And then Sonic says something, which he said a lot in his story, but it really didn't matter, but I guess I might as well say, because there's nothing else to it. He just says, least just smile. And... I guess they either cover up the flame or Sonic blocks it with his giant fingers or something. <laughs> and there's, like, another flash of light. And then it go basically goes back to the the intro of Sonic's story where it's the festival. Which is, like, yeah. a festival celebrating Solaris, which no longer exists. And you don't see the Duke of Solian anywhere. I, I, I don't even.
2: I think the bit is that they killed their god, but they don't even know it
0: yeah oh that kind of stupid what, what does that remind me of um real life maybe cut that out yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I, w- I wasn't sure if i was like thinking of the silence from doctor who or like i mean i guess so the giant whale from Certainly. re-zero or something I don't. i
1: know. think you're thinking of every single anime ever yeah actually. that's probably right god murder is kind of a theme in japanese media
0: <laughs> no i mean just like forgetting things but nothing actually changes
1: yeah yeah, exactly. that's the same thing. Okay. Like it happens in it literally happens in Digimon.
0: Actually, actually something something else
2: in Doctor Who is the entire like Donna character arc. Mm, yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure there's some god killing in Pokemon. I mean,
2: there's definitely some god killing in Doctor Who, but specifically Donna has this whole like really good character arc and then she just has to like forget everything and then just becomes oh. the person that she was at
0: the beginning, which is yeah. a much worse person. I feel like it's so specific and analogous to this but i just can't think of it anyway it, it shows like elise kind of thinking she sees sonic running but she doesn't in her retainers like is everything okay I was like yeah but then you see sonic like far off kind of nearby smiling and like oh i guess maybe they do know but no one knows
2: so soliana doesn't exist anymore does Eggman still interrupt
0: the thing? No, no, there's no, there's no like big explosions or anything, but Sonic is there for some reason, because Sonic just, Sonic is like uh, Bugs Bunny, where he just kind of goes wherever he wants, he just makes a wrong turn at Albuquerque, and rolls with it.
1: Charlie, I think when you said Bugs Bunny, you meant the wind.
0: Seven rings in hand. Uh, If you think about it, Bugs Bunny and Sonic are both the wind. Yeah, Bugs Bunny and Sonic are both the wind. Yeah. Okay, anyway, that's the end of Sonic 06. It was, eh.
1: The last 30 minutes of this game are a goddamn mess.
2: I I have a question that maybe there's an answer for. I'm not anticipating there will be. So, like, they have Solaris trapped inside Elise, and it'll only come out if she no, cries. No, Iblis is trapped inside Elise. Iblis, thank you, thank you. Iblis is trapped inside Elise, and it'll only come out if she ever cries for any reason. Like, if there's any kind of eye irritation, I guess. But, like, what happens when she dies? Like... I mean, I
0: guess they still get released because... in she's sh- gonna... No, well, when Shadow's in the future, they note that she dies in an explosion, so clearly they get freed from her anyway. The th-
2: like, obviously, like, they know she's gonna die eventually. So it's a stopgap. Having Iblis inside her it's just like, prolonging doesn't the inevitable. stop... The- yeah, it just delays it.
1: They're trying to find an answer while they do that.
2: And you know. Silver is like, something triggered Iblis... It could have been her crying, it could have been her dying. Like, it, it's an, it's literally impossible to avoid happening.
1: Right, that's that's why they have to kill God.
0: Yeah, the Duke clearly <laughs> was not a smart person, either in trying to control Solaris or trying to seal Solaris after the fact. I mean,
1: we all watched Naruto, right? Yeah, kind of. Like, what do you think happens when Naruto dies? The Ninetales Fox comes out and they gotta put in another kid.
2: Yeah, but like, at least at least like in Naruto, as far as I'm aware, like... The process of putting it inside a kid is replicatable. But it I has mean, to be...
0: I guess it has to be in the Soliana royal family. Or at least yeah. someone with pyrokinesis, as Blaze demonstrated. If she doesn't have a kid, and doesn't specifically... I mean, if we're about to kid, talk about,
1: cry. like, human breeding in the royal family, that's a real-life thing that happens.
2: Yeah, but I just... I, it just feels like the plan is bad from the start. You know? I mean,
1: royal, royal families are... Obligated to have children. Like, if you don't have kids in a royal family and you're the next of line, like that's a problem. That's true. So that can't be your complaint. Or at the very least, if you do complain about it, you need to complain about it in real life too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So granted, it is also sort of inevitable due to systematic pressure that she will have a kid. Right. But then that kid also needs to literally never cry.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's you know that's politics. I say we
2: need emotionally we need emotionally stunted leaders in our constitutional market monarchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a constitutional monarchy <laughs>
2: why does rouge say that it's a constitutional
1: monarchy to shadow who could not care less
2: it's, he's definitely the person who is least likely to be interested in that
1: okay so i think we're finally at the point where we can ask thumbs up thumbs down sonic 06 as a whole thumbs down thumbs down thumbs, down. thumbs way down
0: i'm still gonna pretend it's sonic adventure 3 though
1: it's it's got some great ideas It's got the Sonic running segments, which could be improved in a way that I think would make them really fun. It's got Silver, who's got great gameplay for being both a hedgehog and different from Sonic and Shadow. Yeah. And it's got some interesting character development for Shadow himself. And also, there are really cool relationships here between different characters. Not Sonic and Elise. Yeah. But pretty much everyone else has some sort of interesting character relationship.
2: So, while I was playing this game, my cousin, who is in 7th grade, was watching at one point. And we got to cutscenes, and he was like... These cutscenes look like they are animated in GMod.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're animated in the game engine, right? Yeah. So yeah, kind of.
2: And I was like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking they look like a GMod YouTube animation.
1: S <laughs> F M is the term we use.
2: Yeah, but S F M refers to like a much more professional animation, like software.
1: I'm going to send you some SFM no, animations. No, I know
2: I know that you can make bad animations in it. But in Gmod, specifically, you can't make good animations in it.
1: Also, fun fact, this game only came out less than two years after Gmod's release. Gmod mm-hmm. came out in 2004. And it came out December 2004. Yeah. So.
2: No, I know it wasn't literally in Gmod, but like... No, no,
1: I'm saying it, it kind of was close to it. Alright. Like, Gmod was was cutting-edge technology at the time of this game's release.
2: But like... The animation—it's just the animations in this game for cutscenes are much worse than in previous Sonic games. Shadow the Hedgehog specifically.
1: No, I mean I think they're just as good as Sonic Adventure 2's and Sonic God Sonic Adventures.
2: They're definitely as good as Sonic
1: Adventures. They are bet—they are better than Sonic Adventures. I Don't think, even pretend. Do not even pretend with me.
2: I think the like the body proportions make it like harder to just read the characters have you
1: seen sonic's face in sonic adventure in
2: sonic adventure there's a lot of emphasis on showing faces sometimes to its detriment in
1: sonic adventure sonic's eyes widen to be higher than his head
2: <laughs> that he is has fangs
1: trip. in that game he looks ugly as sin the animation oh my god i can't believe i can't believe dude
2: i just want to say i just want to say i am not saying sonic adventures animation is good
1: no, I'm saying it's worse than this game. I'm saying this game has better animation than Sonic Adventure, debatably better than Sonic Adventure 2, and Shadow's animation is probably better.
2: Shadow's animation is definitely better, I think.
1: <laughs> I like the I think tag. <laughs> it's definitely probably better. I mean, this better. is this is all subjective because it's visuals, yeah, but, for like, sure. I cannot let you sit here and tell me that this game's animation is worse than the original Sonic Adventures. That's the worst part of that game. But
2: Would it be weird if I said that the direction for the animation was worse?
1: Yes, do you remember the beginning scene where Eggman is standing on a roof and he's like, ah, the destruction. And then Sonic is running around saying, this looks hopping or whatever he says. I'm
2: not trying to say that the this writing. This joint looks hit. <laughs> this Oh yeah, this is happening.
1: That's what he says.
2: Yeah, Um, I'm not saying that the writing is, is worse. But the
1: direction is bad too because Chaos is just standing in the middle of a place he has no reason to be standing in. And then Sonic fights him for no reason, and then Chaos runs away for no reason.
2: At least we get to see characters' faces, like, reacting to things that happen.
1: Isaiah, they're not reacting to things that happen. They're reacting to someone hitting a button that says, make the face move, and then the face just does a movement, regardless of what's going on around it.
2: In Sonic 06, the faces make no movement.
1: Which I would prefer to the face literally, like, using the same physics engine as boxes being shot at in this game.
2: I think we should agree to disagree.
1: I think that you're insane if you think that the facial movement of Sonic and Sonic... And it's mostly just Sonic. Like, Tails is bad and Knuckles is bad, but it's really just Sonic, whose face, like, they just have sliders that say move ears up and down and move mouth (laughs) side to side. The ear movement
2: is definitely the
0: silliest bit.
1: The mouth movement is not good. I can't... I can't... Okay, anyway, Sonic 06 is bad. You can find us on Twitter (laughs) at NOSFANACHA. Wait, what about the
0: music? The music is great. The music is really good for this game. You'll be hearing it the whole time, dude. It has five vocal songs. One was by Zebrahead, another by akon two artists I heard of before this game, which is crazy to me. I knew about Acon. I did not know about Zebrahead. Zebrahead had one song in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. <laughs> That's. I mean, that makes him
2: their claim to fame.
0: Yeah, the best. Then they have yeah. his, his world is the main theme. Might be one of the. I guess it's not Brendan learn because I can't get that away, but it's really good. It's not even better than Open Your Heart. His World's okay, though. It has it has a regular version with the guys from Zebrahead. There's like a, a more hardcore Zebrahead version. There's a Crush 40 version. The Dusty yeah. Desert theme is also really good. Yeah, I do like the percussion.
2: Crisis City is actually really good.
1: Yeah, the music is great. The music in this game is really good. The visuals are really good. The cutscene music could be better, though.
2: In the, the Soliana City section... Every time I hear the song, I'm like, I hate being in this place, but dang if this song ain't great.
1: Yeah, The music can't save it, though, because there's no music for the loading screens. Yeah. If there was a good loading screen song, this game might be playable.
2: I think I agree.
1: This game is worse than Sonic Adventure, just to be clear.
2: Yeah, yeah, the game is worse than Sonic Adventure, for sure.
1: I just think that the odds and ends of the stuff for this game that is, like, aesthetic is a lot better than Sonic Adventure.
2: Like, I'm willing to say there's some components of the game that are better than in Sonic Adventure. On the whole, it's definitely worse.
1: Sonic Adventure and this game share many, many, many of the same problems. Yeah. It's just that the places where Sonic Adventure excels are in more the flavor capacity, whereas this game is less substantial. It's more the surface level that this game does well in.
2: I also think that Sonic Adventure suffers from a lot of, like, design decision problems, whereas Sonic 06, most of its problems boil down to a lack of time and technical resources.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, they're both unpolished but I think this game has had a, had a path to being polished.
2: Like, I think nearly every design decision, like, every time I play the game, I'm like, yeah, no, a very slightly different version of this would be really fun, but you can't get to that version without applying more time to this version, you know?
1: I mean, fans are making a PC version of this game that's meant to fix a lot of the key issues.
2: I would be really interested to play that.
1: I don't know how far in development that is. Yeah. Have you tried it, Charlie?
2: I've heard of it. I haven't played it.
1: Maybe we can do it on a stream or something.
2: Yeah, I, sure. I would be really interested to see it because I know this game has the pieces to be good. It's just that it, all of those pieces are scattered across the land.
1: <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at NoSpinDashZone. <laughs> you can just send us an email using the Gmail account NoSpinDashZone at gmail.com and you can check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash NoSpinDashZone. There's also a new spot that you can find us at. We recently got our Patreon together, and we're going to have three tiers that you can pay for, and you'll get a few different rewards for each one. The person who's going to be managing all of this stuff is Isaiah. He's effectively our Patreon coordinator.
2: I'm now the guy. So for $2 a month, uh, you can get access to our episodes a week early, and you'll also get invited to our Discord channel. On our Discord, sometimes we post about our current experiences with the game of the week. Sometimes we post straight-up screenshots. Already we have a few custom emojis. We have we have <laughs> a picture of Knuckles chuckling, which was the first emoji I was like, Yeah, we're getting that in there.
1: We've also got Sonic from the movie, right? Doing his... Oh, yeah, things. that's
2: right. The In the original trailers, like, the picture of old Sonic design freaking out.
1: Yeah, and then we've got two chow with their emoticon heads. So you yeah, got fun stuff like that, and then we'll pop in there to chat for a little bit from time to time.
2: Yeah, for five dollars a month, you get access to an exclusive show that we're doing called the Mobius Strip, where we talk about the Sonic Archie comics. You also get everything from the from the previous tier, and for ten dollars a month, you get another exclusive show that is our pre-show, where we sort of warm up before doing the the main show, and we just talk about things that don't matter nearly as much as Sonic.
1: Yeah, so if you were to do $2 right now, you would get access to next week's episode, which is Sonic Rivals. That'll be up by the time this is up on Patreon. So if you want another episode right away, you would get access to that. You'd also get access to the first two episodes of our Mobius strip show, which includes the mini-series of Sonic comics that ran before the permanent run. and These are the Archie comics. And the pre-show... I'm not exactly sure how many we'll have up, but it depends on how far back we decide to go because we've been recording them for a while, but you'll probably get at least five or six.
2: And you can find all of that at patreon.com nsdz.
1: In case you didn't know, the LAG Network as a whole also has a Patreon that helps them afford audio equipment and things like that, and the reason that we went with our own is because the LAG Network Patreon largely goes towards handling SoundCloud fees and things like that, and we talked to chili cheese jay the person who sort of runs the network on their end and he said that he'd be completely fine with us trying this out and we just wanted to see if we could make it work like that because we're able to produce a little bit more content weekly than the network as a whole but also, we've been running out of time lately, so we were curious if this could sort of fund a side project like this, if it was sort of worth the huge time investment instead of slowing down. So we're going to try out the Patreon for a little while, and if it becomes successful, then we'll keep doing the Patreon-exclusive stuff. But if it's not, we might just wind down and end up doing just the bi-weekly show that we've been doing, like, as is.
2: And once again, you can find all of that at patreon.com nsdz. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Isaiah Games That's I-S-I-A-H Games.
0: Oh right, you can follow me at DrawsCharlie where I draw something every day <laughs> Especially when I forget a half an hour before the day is over so I don't really oh, no. have anything drawn so I have a really crappy thing to draw
2: He's, that's That's right now isn't it? I mean you
0: know what Forrest Gump says Life
1: is a highway and I want to ride it all night long.
2: I'm pretty sure that's what he says, yeah yeah, Rascal
0: Flats said, "Life is a box of chocolates." Got it.
2: <laughs> Bye. Uh, and I wanna eat it. all that All right, uh, it's time to spin out. Good night. Didn't. <laughs> this isn't gonna work out, I am All right.